You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ever since Donald Trump rose to fame decades ago, there have been Trump haters. But since he was elected in 2016, there's been this rise of anti-Trump media and media personalities who build their whole careers on hating Trump. So now in the final days of his White House, what's going to happen to all these people? The people who sort of transformed their disdain for Trump into actual jobs in media. Joining me here is Recode's Peter Kafka. Hey, Peter. Hey, Teddy. So tell me, like, what sort of people are we talking about that are the anti-Trump resistance media personalities who make this a full-time job and make a lot of money off of it? Yeah. So to be clear, I'm, I'm making a distinction between these folks and existing media organizations like the New York Times or MSNBC, where they're either actively or sort of by default became viewed as sort of resistance media. Uh, I'm talking about people who sort of created themselves specifically to be oppositional to Trump. So people like the Lincoln Project, a bunch of Republican uh, never-Trumpers who created a super PAC initially aimed at defeating Trump. Crooked Media, uh, the people you probably know as the people behind Pod Save America, the former Obama White House uh, staffers who created a podcast and, and then a media business aimed at defeating Trump. And Sarah Cooper, who is a former Google employee, a, a, an aspiring comedian who last spring started doing these lip syncs on, on TikTok and Twitter that went viral, who certainly didn't set out to become an anti-Trump media personality, but became one and is now very much known for her Trump lip sync satires. Tell me, how concerned is she about a post-Trump America, not for the country, but for her bottom line? So I asked her that very question. She said, I'm delighted that, that Donald Trump is going to be leaving. I, I interviewed her before the election, but she said, I hope he leaves. Uh, and I'd like to do something else with my career. And the trick for her and for everybody else who's sort of become known for one thing, this of, often happens in media, uh, often happens to comedians that become known for one act or one role. Uh, the trick will be creating new roles, creating second acts. Uh, that's what she's very much trying to do. Do you get the sense that she's concerned or is there sort of a you know, path for comedy that's anti-Trump after Trump is gone. I think she's concerned. I mean, on the other hand, she's very optimistic. Again, she went from um, basically unknown to had her own Netflix special uh, last week. She has a CBS sitcom in in production. So she's got this rocket ship she's on. And then the trick for her is to sort of add fuel and, and keep the thing going. It's not a guarantee it'll work. But again, few people have even that opportunity. And, you know, she wouldn't say it this way, but Donald Trump gave Sarah Cooper that opportunity. And then there's sort of these other two entities, the Lincoln Project, right, which is sort of born out of a traditional super PAC or kind of big money model. And you have Crooked Media, which is which started as a simple podcast, right, but became this sort of large media company by being so successful. I wonder how concerned are the Crooked Media people? How hopeful are the Lincoln Project types about 
keeping their momentum when there's no political campaign going on? So they both have plans. They're both not ready to sh- fully share the plans. We can figure out some some scope of it. Lincoln Project has pretty much said they want to now become a media company, which is not what they said in December of last year. They said we're creating this super PAC to defeat Trump. But they're saying, look, we've got a popular podcast. We have a streaming show. There's lots of stuff we can do. They're being a little coy about it. You and I are recording this a full week after the beginning of the election. Uh, and there's still sort of a question about uh, how Donald Trump is going to leave the White House. So I think none of them are prepared to come out and formally say it. But I think the idea is they imagine instead of being behind the scenes media consultants, they might become media personalities themselves. Uh, likewise, the crooked media folks who not in addition to becoming a media company are also a, a political action group themselves. They've raised millions of dollars to try to defeat various candidates. And they've already announced, look, we've got a runoff election in Georgia. We're going to focus our efforts on that. But they also clearly imagine a scenario where people are not consumed with all things Trump and all things anti-Trump and intend to expand sort of their universe beyond sort of their core political ambitions. And the question will be, can you take that momentum that your audience has given you? Can you take that that fanaticism that the crooked media folks in particular have for their products um, and transfer it to stuff that isn't specifically Trump? Or is this a very much a, a Trump specific phenomenon? Right. I mean, that's a bigger question. I mean, is this actually going to be a Trumpless world? I mean, obviously, he will no longer be president of the United States. But, uh, you know, I guess you could make the argument there still will be an appetite for anti-Trump content if he is still sort of rattling the cage from the outside. You know, there's talk about there being a Trump media company on his own. So you might have sort of pro-Trump media, anti-Trump media, even without (laughs) Trump being in the White House. I feel like this would be a more existential threat to these folks if we were so certain that you know, the volume of Trump was going to go to zero. I think the anti-Trump world is going to have a hard time focusing energy on Trump, assuming that he does leave the White House, assuming that he is a private citizen who has a Twitter account and mm-hmm. maybe a podcast or a TV deal or whatever. He'll be someone they'll pay attention to, but they are going to be very eager to move away from that and to not give him as much attention. And even in media organizations that thrived during the Trump years would periodically hit pockets of sort of Trump exhaustion. They'd say, oh, we can't, we just can't do more coverage of this in this way. Mm. Not every story can be a five alarm fire. And, and, and you sort of saw that interest in Trump ebb and flow. And I think when he's not the president and is just a guy, it'll be a lot harder to focus that anger and attention on him. As far as what he does, it's a pretty interesting question. You know, in, in 2016, when it looked like he was going to lose that race, there was an idea floating that he was going to sort of cobble together a Trump TV network. And that idea is being floated again. And there's two big questions I have there. One is, practically, can he do it? it I think it'd be very difficult for him to actually uh, assemble a TV network a la Fox. Yeah. To me, the most likely and and most logical outcome here is that even though Donald Trump is currently mad at Fox News, he ends up working with Fox News and becomes sort of a recurring contributor. He gets to stay on their network, which reaches tens of millions of people. He doesn't have to build the whole thing from scratch. Um, Again, this is the the group of people who had a press conference at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Center. But also, this, this solution that I'm proposing works well for the Murdoch family because they very much have a Trump network. And they would be very alarmed if their audience actually left and followed Donald Trump somewhere else. So the easiest thing to do is to keep Donald Trump on the network. So that's what I imagine. To read Peter's full story, head over to recode.net. Thanks for joining us, Peter. Thanks, Teddy.
The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.